Welcome to the Sports and Media Show with Jeff and Joe. Jeff Owens is the WEIU-FM director at Eastern Illinois University, and Joe Gisandi is the author of Field Guide to Covering Sports. The Sports and Media Show is a sports podcast that talks about the media's coverage of sports. Now, let's go to the show. And a very good day, everyone. Welcome to the Sports and Media Show. I'm Jeff. I'm Joe. And we have... Dustin White. Dustin White is our special guest today because it's been a very interesting week so far in the world of sports and media. Dustin, since you're our guest, we'll let you go first on some of your thoughts on what's going on in the world of media this well, week. Well, yeah, I reached out to you guys uh, because you know it's been a it's been a big week for ESPN and. It's a subject that interests me quite a bit, so I was hoping you'd let me come on and talk about it a little bit. They've uh, let some big names go this week, uh, cutting, calling the herd a little bit, I guess you would say, and you know some some well-known guys and and gals have been uh, let go, and they're kind of over making themselves over a little bit. We hope you enjoyed the sports and media show with Jeff and Joe. Check back weekly for the next show. This is the sports podcast that talks about the media's coverage of sports. Uh, the Jason Stark was a big one that uh, you know came up. Uh, boy, I you know the, there's a, just a whole list of them. That was the one that jumped out at me because I'm a baseball guy. But uh, yeah, just Jason Stark was definitely the the shocker of the bunch. I know uh, some people here at the station were uh, you know, were talking about that maybe uh, Ed Werder was a big name. I think right. you've heard of Ed Werder. He's kind of a cowboy homer, so I could live without him on that aspect. But he, he definitely knew <laughs> uh, sports. But there's been some other Britt McHenry, and I mean, you know, it's it's crazy. Some of the people that uh, ESPN's like, oh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not too surprised about uh, about some of the cuts there. They've they're overpaying. Oh, you can't hear me. Okay, uh, they're overpaying um, for NBA and all the others. And when you're trying to cut. The thing about it, because I'm a big, I love Josh Jason Stark, like like a lot of other people do. But if you have your main person, who are you going to keep? Him or Kirkjian? Tim Kirkjian, I think, has elevated himself over over Stark. Don't you think? Tim Kirkjian to me is okay, but I think Jason Stark's better. I mean, I mean honestly, I think Smart Stark comes off better. Kirkjian's kind of that. I don't know. I don't know what the word is. He. It's just, I, He's good, but I don't think he's Jason Stark good. I, I I think Jason Stark was one of the best things about ESPN. Oh, I I, I think Kirkchen may have a little bit more interesting insights. I wouldn't say better. Uh, Stark's the better writer, I think, slightly. I mean, both of these guys are are exceptional. Uh, but I th- I think one person that surprised me more than anybody was Andy Katz. Oh yeah. yeah, I thought Andy Katz, but of course they have other people. They have ESPN so large that most places would be happy for one of these people, and they've got many. And it seems like they're not using them enough, so they had to make some cuts. A hundred people. I mean, and it breaks my heart. I've been in this business for 30 years. Every time I hear this, I, I, I my hands almost get you know yeah. clammy because I, I think about people I know. Like Ed Werder, I don't really know him, but he was one of our NBA, NFL writers when I was at, at uh, the Orlando Sentinel who did an exceptional job when he was there. Yeah, I mean, I think you look at a lot of the people who have you know gone by the wayside and it's it's not the quality of their work obviously that's that's leading to this happening and and quite honestly when you when you look at how many billions of dollars ESPN has wrapped up and it's uh, you know it's being being able to cover NFL and the NBA and uh, college football uh, 
you wonder the, these these kind of cuts, the money they're saving on these people's salaries and stuff, it's not going to make a dent as far as their overall big picture. But I think what it does do is kind of make you wonder going forward what uh, what their focus is going to be. I mean, uh, you know, w- what is their plan for the future? They they they're going to have to have one because the the big picture is that a, a lot fewer people are subscribing to cable and satellite uh, television services, and therefore ESPN is losing well, and, a ton of money. And ESPN is one of the been of the most expensive that we pay that you pay for as a subscriber. If you look at, if you, if you I can itemize your bill, right. ESPN is the big one on there. And, and they've lost 10 million subscribers since 2010. They've lost two million a year. They're they're leaking about that many a year. You've got things like like this week. I'm probably going to go on Apple TV where I'm going to do everything on the app and get rid of everything there. And I'm yeah. not alone. Uh, there's lots of people who are getting rid of that, um, so they're losing those big, huge fees that really help pay a lot of these salaries. They're doing that at the same time they're paying, as you mentioned, Dustin. They're paying so much more money on um, for the rights uh, for, the, yeah. for the rights, like twelve billion dollars here. You know, after a while, some of this <laughs> money adds up, right? Yeah. And uh, people cutting the cord, like you said, and uh, the numbers just aren't there. Although I looked at some TV ratings before I came in from a couple weeks ago, I'm really surprised to see a Grizzly Spurs game from a couple of weeks ago get three point one, and a Jazz Clippers get two point nine, and and things like that. But it drops right right after that. You're not going to get nearly as many of those, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, and. It just uh, shows, I guess, maybe there wasn't a whole lot of foresight for them to to just pay astronomical amounts for the the rights to these leagues and and not kind of see this coming. I mean, yeah, I there think, was no forethought, and I think they just wanted to make sure they had the NBA, NFL, Major League, you know, and you know, college ball, college baseball. Uh, in college basketball, they wanted to make sure they paid, and they paid extensively for it. And and it, and, it, and, the, and the business plan and the business model didn't work. The subscribers weren't staying. And let's face it, also ESPN aggravates us. Before you walked, Joe walked in. Dustin and I were talking about how much you know. One of the three things we don't like about ESPN is Stephen A. Smith constantly screaming at us. Joe walks in and goes, "Oh, he's he's great." I mean, well, it, it, go ahead. Know. I'm sorry. No, I'm just saying. So it's. I think it, they've really divided some of their audience and some of their uh, how you remember ESPN being so cool is now not what it was to me. ESPN was highlights, great sports anchors having some fun behind there and going from going from game to game to game. Now it is like game analyzation, people screaming at me, 14 minutes of commercials, game. Analyzation of people screaming at me. Fourteen more commercials. Where that's not what ESPN got us, you know, twenty years ago to to, to, to buy to buy in. Maybe not, but when Olbermann and Patrick were in there, their new breezy and eloquent way of of of, of doing their show, a lot of people hated that. And uh, ESPN. I'm going to still bet on ESPN because they've always innovated, they've always done some really good things, and they got to this point, and I think they have a really good business model. The fact is that the media is changing so quickly, we're all still struggling to keep up. And I think it's really, for the fan, it's awesome because we're having all of these opportunities to, I can get on my phone and I can download podcasts, I can read stuff, whatever I want. It's great for us, but it's not really so great for them because they're losing everything, yeah. right? Right. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. They have to figure something else out. You talk about, you know, tuning in to see highlight packages. Well, I'm not going to go on SportsCenter to see how the Braves game went last night. I'm going to get on my MLB app on my phone, and I'm going to look up those highlights right away. And I'm going to sift through 
I'm going to skip over the crap that I don't want to see, and I'm going to see what I want to see. And so they're, you know, they're going to have to move into the more into the digital age and see what they how they want to play it. But yeah, I don't doubt that there's some sort of a plan for the future. Well, well, One of our you, online viewers, I'm going to interrupt just for a second, is saying sure. that that he thinks there's too much politics. Well, I wanted on. to I wanted to see what you guys thought about that too. There seems to be this. There seems to be this belief that ESPN is this very left-leaning organization, and it may very well be. I'll be honest with you. I don't watch a ton of it anymore unless it's a live sporting event, so maybe somebody who is tuned into their other programming can speak to it a little more than I can. But I've seen a lot of people say, well, you know, people got sick of people got sick of them being too left-wing and they quit tuning in. I, I, I just I don't see how a network like ESPN could – possibly let politics permeate what it's doing enough to to actually cost them cost them viewers i mean it just it doesn't add up to some of this stuff oh yeah i mean i I, absolutely they're a little bit more left left leaning but not purposefully it's the fact that it's how you define left and right you know in today's politics you know you're either for or against something there's no middle ground even though if you look at most of the polls most of the people are still sort of in the middle so when you're dealing with athletes all the time and you're dealing with people who are rich and poor you're going to have a very open mind for things and and i don't think conservatism necessarily is closed-minded but it's starting to get defined that way. And I think anything that you talk about open-mindedness and you're starting to talk about social issues and you have some empathy, for some reason people think that's left-leaning and that's just garbage. But that's how it's being perceived right now. It's not the way it should be perceived. I, and I just can't imagine, I mean, people may people may say it irritates them, but okay, you're not going to, if you cut ESPN out of your cable package or whatever, I mean, you're probably cutting, I mean, it's not just ESPN, you know what I'm saying? Like, like when, when we talk about them losing subscribers, I don't think people are canceling their satellite or their or cable because, uh, because they're mad at ESPN, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you can't, because you're getting rid of a lot of other stuff when you do that. Now, it might hurt their ratings, I guess, but, but uh, you know, I, to me, there's just... There's more to it than that. I, I don't think that people are cutting ESPN. I think it's one of those things like, I don't watch Home Shopping Network. So if I could get rid of it, I'll get rid of it. Right, I yeah. think the people who are getting rid of ESPN out of their package, if they can, like with Sling, where you don't have to have sports, are ones that weren't watching it anyway. Yeah. I, I mean, I think the cord cutting is the much bigger issue here than than right. uh, ESPN getting its just dessert for playing too fast and loose with its political leanings that's what about uh, the other uh, the thing is uh, dustin is that you know they they have their own award show and some people thought the espies really you have to have your own award show your thoughts you two I, I, I think it's a great. I, I would do the same thing if we could do a Jeff and Joey's or whatever, you know, give an award. <laughs> it's something that promotes the network. I think it's great. I think it makes for good television. You know, people always hate the people who are on top. They always root for, you know, David, not Goliath, and all of those others, typically. Um, I think it's a smart move, and why not do it? I mean, every network would love to be in the position to do that. Well, and it gets them attention. People watch it. They wouldn't keep doing it if people weren't watching it and the advertising dollars weren't there. Uh, I can't say that I'm one who does watch it, so I couldn't speak to the quality of it or the you know how compelling it might be. But, but uh, you know, I don't. It, I don't watch any play, any show, or any, the grand, or any of that stuff because rich people giving rich people awards is absolutely of no interest to me at all. <laughs> sorry. What a liberal! I know. Oh I'm my sorry. God! Mm. I just mm. take that Bernie Sanders pin off your uh, uh, off your off your shirt there, Jeff. Sorry, my friend. You know, yeah, that's what makes this podcast so much Socialist. fun, Joe. You're always wrong socialist. And I'm right. <laughs> Um, 
The odd thing about these layoffs, too, is it comes the day, really the day before the NFL draft. The day we're recording this is the day of the first round of the NFL draft. I thought that was, I don't know if the word shocking or interesting, what really you know, what really is emblematic of it, but what do you guys think? I mean, the day before the draft, ESPN's kind of shuddering out there. I think it's, you know, in some ways it's a smart thing. You know, if you have something, it, this would be a lot bigger news August 5th, you know, or yeah. July 20th or pick some date where there's not a whole lot going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's smart, but, you know, when this happened, I started this morning and listening and watching ESPN's draft coverage. And, and I have over the last few days, you know, we've been talking about it on the show a little bit. And I started trying to apply some of the things that happened here. And when I was listening to, for example, uh, Mike and Mike is really the main one I'd listen to in the morning. I'm, I'm just thinking, who's relevant here? Who can you cut? And, and, and I, you know, you need a guy like Adam Schefter. He gave me insights into how people are thinking, and he's essential. Whereas, and I hate to say this because I, I like and respect them all, like Mike Golick no longer gives me anything that I can, can't get anywhere else. Whereas, uh, although he makes some good questions and I like him and I enjoy listening to him, whereas Mike Greenberg, he's he's a really good interviewer, even more so. What, what do you guys think? I would agree in some instances. I mean, obviously, Schefter, I think, is a star. He, he just, the way he talks. Because he's a great reporter, yeah, a great right? Reporter. A reporter, yeah. Um, Golick, I think, and, and Greenberg's shtick has come to an end, and that's why I think they're going to switch. You know, obviously, Greenberg's going to have his own show, and I think Golick will have a Mike and Mike, a different version of it. Sure. Uh, but I think it has run its course because they really do do the same thing over and over. It's I think it's, they're beating their head against the wall. And you can almost – I think you can even see a little on-air tension that is – more real than it was fake a few years ago, you know, between the two of them. And I think it's time. And and if you look at the if you look at the people who they've kind of moved on from, not a lot of big NFL names for the network going away, really. I mean, I think I saw that did did, did Trent Dilfer. I yeah. think he was one of the Trent ones. Dilfer was. And Ed Werder, you know, but David who I think is a big one. Well, Canell I thought was big, and the, on the other hand, it probably wasn't because you saw Stephen A. Take over their show, right? Rosello, they really took the time slot away from them, yeah. right? Hmm. Well, I think Canel sometimes gonna... comes off as a little smarmy, and I think Who? I think Canel comes off as a little smarmy in some instances, and he kind of he's really bad at talking down to the audience. I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan of his Twitter presence. That's all I can yeah. tell you really about him. But and I think people, I think ESPN does watch that when you know when you talk down to an audience, it really does alienate you. When you act like you're so much better, and I've, I always wondered, Danny Canel, you were a, a decent college quarterback and a failure in the NFL, but now you. Did know everything and anytime a listener or a viewer would call in he'd always dismiss them immediately and I think that got really old I think he has been caught wind of it and I think that's why Canel's looking for a job today yeah I don't know um I I, I didn't really catch that part but I can see what you're saying maybe a little bit um I just was never enamored of listening to him because it went yeah. from uh, Scott Van Pelt, who I think is is one of the stars, oh, yeah. you know, of the network. There, he's he's, he, the, he's the one the closest I'd say to back to the Olbermann and Patrick days yeah, uh, like of anybody. But when I when I was flipping around channels in the afternoon, I would I would listen to them if they were on. When I'm driving here, and we could talk about this in a few minutes, and Stephen A's on, I'm going, this is awesome. <laughs> this is awesome because if, because the reason I love Stephen A. Smith is you know everybody wants to dismiss him. He just said it as, as I was coming in here. All oh, people want to say I'm just a loudmouth black man, um, which is garbage. This guy worked his tail off through college for papers. He worked for many wonderful newspapers. He was a great reporter. He did all that stuff. So he's earned where he's at. I think the problem is maybe what whether people like what he's doing what he's right now, right? 
I think so. I think part of it is it's we, tough to I disrespect think, him for I, I, his career. He's a great speaker. He's eloquent. He does sports. I will never doubt that. Absolutely. I, mean, I just think people are tired of being yelled at. I really do. Well, I don't know if people are or not. You and I are tired of being yelled at. <laughs> but I, you look at you look at the shows that are successful, and and you look at what Fox Sports One decided they wanted to do with their programming and who they wanted to hire away from ESPN, and that appears to be. What they have decided that the viewers still want, um, you know, they, the the people still want to see the the two guys yelling at each other. But are so, people tuning into that? I thought the ratings I heard well, were the, like the below ratings. One. The ratings for Fox Sports One are bad, but I mean, I don't know if you if you look at the programming choices on ESPN. I mean, at least right now, that's appears to be what they what they think the people want. Maybe that's going to change, but. None of those people lost their jobs yesterday either. So, you know, Cause, cause first take, I think, I think last week at one day I had like 350,000 yeah. people watching. I, and I think the Fox version of it is, is around the same if lower, right? Yeah. And speaking of first take, uh, Jay Crawford was one of the, one yeah. of the people. Jay Crawford. Had. That's another big name and, and, and a good reporter. And, and it seemed like he really was. I seem. I thought he was well respected and well liked. But you know, it's not about that anymore. There is all about money. Yeah, it's sure. not an exceptional person. That I mean, single person who was that lost their job does an exceptional job. Yeah, all the like. I mean, and the, you hope that they get a job sometime soon. The, the baseball tonight people that got you know let go. I mean, Doug Glanville. I love listening to Doug Glanville talk about baseball. Brings a lot to the table in a smart way. I guess I, I'm going to guess yeah, Jason Stark is hired by Major League Baseball Network within the week. And the funny thing about that, the funny thing about Maybe. that is that. It, it sounds like ESPN is going to start airing they some are. MLB Network content. They're talking about uh, the one I was hearing was Intentional, yeah, intentional Talk. talk yeah. uh, Chris Rose and, and Kevin Millar, which that's a really entertaining show. Is it because I I don't I don't <laughs> en- I don't enjoy it. No, oh, I don't. Okay. Uh, Kevin Millar doesn't do a whole lot for me, but uh, it's the kind. It seems like the kind of deal. Though. I don't think it's a thing. Yeah, I think it is a done deal. They're uh, going to start carrying that. Who is ESPN is going to join forces with Major League Baseball Network because they're ESPN already two. Oh, I'm two. Okay, because I know MLB is already with. What T T B S or TNT or something doing yeah. some games yeah. once in a while. Mm-hmm. So, when you're talking about Doug Glanville and others, about a year and a half ago, I run a help run a, a college journalism workshop down in Nashville at, at, yeah. with Vandy and and Carl. We were fortunate to have a couple of years ago, and hopefully back again this year. And we were chatting, and and he said he had just recently signed a, a long term deal. I think he said. And Land he was, no, 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 Carl Ravitch. Oh, Carl Ravitch. And I'm he sorry, was, yeah. he was, he felt very glad to have done that because he sees how things are getting stratified. And this is a guy who also earned his chops at, at, at local stations up in upstate New York, and, and and in my opinion, does an exceptional job just running that because. And, and I don't know the insider part. Like Buster only is somebody who comes to our workshop, and Buster's always talking about, man, Carl is just a pro and can do all that. And I'd hate to see Carl Ravitch not somewhere. If he if he loses his job, I hope the heck he's at MLB.com. Yeah, yeah they, back they, with Harold Reynolds, who's one of my favorites too. They yeah. they talked about Carl Ravitch was the name that came up yesterday. It sounds like he's still alive, so to speak. He can but do they, anything though. He can do basketball. Yeah. He can, I mean, you name I've, the sport, he's awesome. They mentioned him having a reduced role. Yes, yeah. something I read, and in, in I don't. I've read a ton of stories about this in the last, you know, 24 hours. Uh, 
I mean, Hannah Storm was a name. Ryan Rosilla was another one. They yep. said going to do this role. Then they said Hannah Storm was going to, and then I thought I heard that she got fired. Yeah, I mean, I even I don't know if I've seen a verification that of that yet. or not. And, and I think that you know, we haven't gotten past the rumor stage with some of this stuff because they were talking about John Butchagross uh, being uh, let go, and then I think there was the Hollywood Reporter that was that right, was reporting right. out, and yep. then they had to they had to back off on that. They got some bad information, and that's another. I mean, that's a, another media issue within a media issue <laughs> right. is that we well, got to be first. We got to be first with the information. That was you know, one of the accuracy I to be damned. Today as well is that right. you know that you think about media accuracy and this unnamed source for this poor kid from Ohio State. You know who they don't know. If, it's just allegations that, that the media brought up about him possibly being involved in some sexual act or you know rape, and now he's dropping down the das- you know draft board of media, you know fast today. And it was an unnamed source that went to the media. So I mean, part of the media you, you got to blame yourself sometimes when when things like that. And I want to talk to you, Joe. Yeah, absolutely. Like I, I know that goes into your wheelhouse. Yeah. Well, I mean, in, in my reporting classes, I tell my students if you don't have confirmation, you don't say it. So if if you're going to hear about some allegations. You're going to go pull the police report, and you're going to see it, and and, if, and you have to see first of all whether the person was arrested or charged, because there's a big difference between those yeah. two. And then if they're charged, then what are they being charged with? And then what where that goes forward? And then if it's charged, then you can start pulling the records from the circuit clerk's office and all the others. You do your job. The, Journalism's like biology or any other science. It's a process, and you have to follow that process. And we're seeing people transcend that from time to time. Yeah, they're just going with allegations instead of you know any right. new process, and it, it's scary. And now this kid, it's going to cost this kid millions of dollars. But but I still think the the NFL, from what I've heard, and I've never talked to anybody, have amazing security. And I got to believe if he's dropping, their security people have some answers to this. Mm-hmm. I hope. But don't I, you I, think? I I would hope just for the fact not that not to, dis- to, to take away the blame you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I want to ask you, Joe. Has the definition of confirmation changed an awful lot in recent years? I mean, it just feels like in a, in a day and age where you can you can give be a source for somebody and give them definitive information, and I put that in air quotes for anyone who's not watching on Facebook. But <laughs> but, but you know your name's never going to be attached to to this information that you're passing along. So somebody can say, well, this you know source uh, I have a source that tells me that this is true. Well, that source is under no their, their reputation's under no risk because they know they're not going to be named. It's be- it seems like it's become increasingly acceptable to use unnamed sources and with that I think accuracy goes uh, either way down. I, I think yes and no. I think you're absolutely right. I mean, you, you, you've nailed the fact that but, – but I don't think it's new. It's just something that maybe we talk about a little bit more now is that – so say you're Adam Schefter or, or you're you – know, pick anybody who covers a regular beat. You're dealing with GMs and coaches, and you're building a relationship there. And there's give and tape, and both people get something out of this. So if the GM starts lying to you and doing some things like that, you're going to stop not trusting them, and they're not going to be able to get their information out there. Same with agents. I think agents have been a real big part of that. But they can also be great sources, too, you mm-hmm. know, and you're getting some wonderful information from them. So, But you have to decide. It's no longer, like you said, that you're um, – looking up the public records yeah. but there's some things you can't look up public uh-huh. records so but you're 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 spot on that there is some sort of flux going on uh-huh. there got a question from one of our uh listeners out there in, in facebook land which personality who got let go this week will you miss the most i think i think dustin and i are probably in agreement jason stark i don't know um joe what about you 
Uh, I'm trying to think. There's so many good people here. I mean, Steve Dasan from Outside the Lines, you know, one of my favorite shows. And Bob Lee's been there for the whole time. He, as a matter of fact, I think he did an homage at the end of his show to it. Uh, one of the great classy people there. Uh, Jason Stark, of course, is going to be there. Um, Cats. I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't have a single one. Yeah, it's tough I mean, think about it. And if there's all these NHL.com beat writers. Not NHL.com. They covered NHL for ESPN.com. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Pierre Lebrun. Big, yeah, yeah, big name Lebrun, for hockey yeah. fans. You know, I mean, yeah. he may not be... As far as like just your casual sports fan, fan yeah. but I mean he's and Scott Burnside got let go too. I mean yeah, you're talking probably their two biggest NHL reporters. I mean Barry Melrose is a name. He's the guy who goes on TV. Right. But if I but want, he's a gimmick right now. If I, mean, I want, inf- yeah. If I oh, want, he's, he's, he's good gimmick. If sure I want gimmick. information, he's not the guy I go to. He's the guy who's right. got he's the mullet and he's fun on TV. <laughs> yeah. And he's got the mullet. Yep. The mullet is important. I think that's always key. If I had more hair, I'd have mine back again. <laughs> right, we're about out of time. Any other uh, closing thoughts or anything else that you, you want to I know it, you want to talk a little bit about Serena and other things, but we're running out of time. There's so. all kinds of stuff. I think this ESPN thing trumps everything, but I think it's important to, to consider. You know, I know some people listen to this or are in uh, reporting classes and others, and I think it's important to realize that you need to make yourself invaluable, and you also have to be as, as diverse as possible, learning how to write and, 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 and how to do video and all these other things. And also recognize that even if you do all those things, sometimes you'll lose your job and, to, and, and go on to the next thing. You know, try to do your best it's easy to say that when you haven't just lost your job Uh, but this is really an invigorating time an exciting time to be in sports media despite this i hope this doesn't dissuade anybody from going into sports media yeah so many outlets out there for these people they're talented i mean you know most a lot of them are very good at their jobs and and i think you know it's going to be the nature of the business more and more and so it's maybe a little scary for people who are trying to get into this business, but it, it's also just kind of a primer, you know. Be prepared to to take that next step. Tomorrow and, is not guaranteed, yeah. right, boys? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, Dustin, thanks for coming in today. We appreciate it's it. It's always a pleasure yeah. having you, Dustin. Thanks for having I'll me. Be it's back fun. again soon. I'm Jeff. I think I'm Joe. Uh, <laughs> and hopefully we're back next week. <laughs> All right. See you, everybody. Thanks, thanks. guys.